Welcome to the PGF Canada podcast and our series on the value of a golf professional. All right. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, we've talked over the course of our, our small series so far about price and value and cost and how a golf professional can bring value to their operation, to their individual products and services. And we've touched a little bit on the customer. So the customer in a, the case of a golf professional could be a member of a club. It could be somebody that they're giving lessons to, perhaps somebody that they're selling equipment to. Um, there's all sorts of different people that a customer could be in the case of a golf professional. Yeah. So what we want to talk about right now is the idea of building customer personas. So in this episode, we're going to touch on customer personas in terms of some of the data that's available. The next one, we're going to touch on some of the customer problems and motivations and kind of pulling out the emotions of a customer and how you can start to spend that to your advantage. And then in the, the episode following up that, that we're actually going to get into um, different possible customer personas for a golf course. So coming from a marketing agency background like like Rodney and, and I come from, um, the idea of customer personas, we basically use every day. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Just before we started recording, Rodney mentioned, this is something we do every single time we build a website. Before we get into what color should the website be and what kind of pictures should we have on the website, yeah. we have to figure out who's gonna visit the website. And typically it's not, always going to be one demographic for yep. example it's just it could be multiple people from different demographics yep. Yep. but we have to create an avatar or two of who exactly is the customer yep. and um, how can we cater to them yeah so luckily for golf professionals the vast majority of the time you have the opportunity to actually meet your customers face to face you can see what they look like. You can ask all sorts of questions about them. Yeah. Um, you'll probably learn stuff about them along the way if you're teaching them a lesson, for example, in just conversations. You'll learn all sorts of little bits of information. And I know coming from the golf business years ago, you know, we were always encouraged when you're talking to somebody, even if you're just ringing through a green fee and they're heading out to the first tee, ask some sort of question. Learn something about every single person you meet because over time you start to learn little things like, oh, so where are you where are you visiting from today? Or what brings you out to our golf course? Little things like that. You learn about these little snippets of information. And over time, you start in your head, you start to realize, wait a second, I'm developing these personas. I have a general idea of the types, the groups of people that come to our course. And what they motivates maybe take a them lesson. to come to the course as well. Exactly. Yeah. So First step in customer personas that we want to talk about is looking at some of the kind of the basics, I guess we'll say. So customer data. So this is just straight up. Do we know where our customers live? Do we know, are they male, female, you know, percentage wise, you know, what life stage are they in? Do they have families, the approximate age of our customers? Um, all these types of things go into to helping us start to kind of mold the different personas that we're working with. So when we think about where can we get that information from outside of you actually just meeting your customer, there's lots of different places to start. So a good one would be what kind of information do you collect when a customer comes through the door or calls you for a lesson? You know, do you have some sort of CRM system in place where you're grabbing some information from them. 
and it's great to have their information, but like, do you do anything with it? Do you it? use it? Yeah. <laughs> That's always the case with CRMs is that people talk about how great they are for organizing data, but not enough of them then use the data for any other reason than sending them an invoice or something, right? Mm. Like it, that's where it kind of stops. So, you know, you're, if you're at a club, you're probably collecting a lot of membership info when somebody signs up for a membership or even a punch card or signs up for a league. What can you gather from that data? You know, um, your point of sale system when you're ringing somebody through the till at a, you know, they bought something off you or you're at a public course, can you grab a postal code from people? Like little things like that, all that bit of information will help. You know, if you've got a, a website for yourself as a professional or the golf club you're a part of, what kind of information can you gather from your website analytics or social media analytics? Who follows you on social media? Yeah. All those little things provide clues into who your customers really are. And I know from a, an agency standpoint like us, these are all things we ask our clients. Like, we, you want us to build a product, and in this case, a website, you gotta help us out. Who's gonna look at this website? Who are your customers? And what do they want to see? What yep. do they expect? Yeah, like age, for example. You know, you think about as a professional, you're, the average age of your customer. Is it 35? Is it 65? Regardless of where they are on that spectrum, they're gonna do things like consume content in different ways. They're gonna, you know, some of them, perhaps in the older demographic, might value a phone call or an in-person chat over a uh, an email or something coming through social media, you know, when they wanna get in touch with a professional. So understanding those little things, how they communicate, for example, is extremely important. Where they live, when we talk about, we'll talk later about matching up our products and services to the needs of the customer, you know, as a golf professional, do you know what radius around wherever you are do majority of your customers live in? Are they coming from great distances? Are they coming from around the corner? Just to add to that, what they um, want from your services should also determine how you approach it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Because like I said, everybody's different and they expect different things but you have to have enough awareness as a golf professional to say okay since this is a different demographic of course the core things that you're teaching remain the same across the board but then just slight tweaks and approach yeah. will make a world of a difference yeah yeah how you package things yeah. how you promote things and we'll get into that a little bit later as well um, another consideration you'd want to take into is budget you know um, you might view the the area around you as um, fairly wealthy, fairly well off. Does that change the types of products and services you offer? That might also change the perception of value where there might be people in your area that are just used to certain things. That's not really value for them. That's kind of like the norm or the given. How are you gonna go beyond that to create value? Exactly. And vice versa, if you're in an area, I've worked at at golf clubs in fairly wealthy areas. I've worked in resort clubs, but I've also worked in areas where, um, you know, it's more blue collar. If you went around and did average household income isn't gonna be quite as high as some of the other places across the country. That's fine, but we have to know that as a, as a golf club and as a golf professional, we need to know, okay, how are we gonna package our products and services and what is value to those people? What is, yeah. is value, you know? 
their definition of value and wow factor is going to be very different than somebody living in the most wealthiest areas of Canada and is willing to pay more and more and more for a grand experience. We can still offer everybody a good experience with a lot of value. We just have to be very aware of who our audience is to make sure we're matching up. So, you know, exactly. so just looking simply at age, gender, life's life, um, you know, where they are on their the life stage, stage yeah. that kind of thing. Um, basic things like that, that's a good start with personas. That's the first step in creating personas, but that's not where we need to end. So in the next episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. We've got the, um, the nuts and bolts out of the way. We yeah. have a general idea of who these people are, but now where you really need to dive deeper when it comes to personas is what makes these people tick. What do they really value and what motivates them to buy? And then we're going to really drill down into all those aspects to create the true value according to those people that were targeted. Yeah, yeah and definitely you can look at, at, at customizing products and services to those people too. So that's the next episode. Um, make sure you tune in. <laughs>